Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Kirby Wood, your group's pastor here at Mariner's Church, and we hope that in this time we're able to set you guys up well as our life group leaders to feel equipped for some rich and meaningful discussion based on the sermon. So before we do that, um, we have our new series started, How to Be Grateful. So Eric Geiger, our senior pastor, and our lead Irvine congregation pastor, Jared Kirkwood, will will have a conversation just now um, helping you understand their hope um, for this series. So go ahead, take a listen, and we'll talk through the questions here at the end of the podcast. Eric, thanks again for joining us on the Life Group Leader Podcast. We're here chatting about our, really it's our thankfulness series, how to be grateful. We need a thankfulness series. We really do. We do. We have a society that I think has lost its ability to be grateful. And if you're not thankful According to the scripture, you're not joyful. There's a relationship between the two. So anytime someone says, man, I wish I had more joy, they may not realize it, but they're also saying, I wish I was more thankful. Because it's impossible for your joy to go higher and yep. your gratitude not to go higher. And similarly, you cannot increase your gratitude and your joy not increase as well. So there is a, we'll see that in week one of this series. So good. Deep relationship between joy and gratitude. So people who want to be more happy, you got to be more thankful. I love, <laughs> that's already, that's perfect. I sold it. There we go. <laughs> I feel like we could stop right there. there. We go. But why don't we dig into the couple weeks that we got, three week series. Why don't you walk us through what you're excited about over these, these uh, three weeks? You want me to say everything I just said? <laughs> <laughs> So week one, week one is going to be um, that being grateful is good for you. We'll look at uh, this incredible passage in the Old Testament. You're going to see that God commands you to be thankful. And it's not because he's needy. It's not like he's the heavenly father up there who has something lacking if he doesn't hear thank you. Mm -hmm. He commands you to say thank you for you because it's actually good for your joy that you are you're thankful. So we're gonna look at this this passage in the the Old Testament on that. There's a there's a, a very recurring scripture throughout this um, throughout the entire uh, Old Testament that give thanks to the Lord for He is good, His love endures mm-hmm. forever. At every congregation, we'll have a, a gratitude wall that first week. Oh, where, that's cool. Yeah, people are gonna be able to express what they're thankful for, but ultimately who you are mm-hmm. who you're thankful to, which is which is ultimately God, because every good yeah. gift comes from Him. There's a lot of talk in our culture about practicing gratitude, but I'm actually going to show you some research. If you just if you're grateful for the wrong things or in the wrong direction, it's kind of surface level platitudes and mm. not true gratitude. Ooh. And can't and we need the right kind of gratitude mm. because only the right kind of gratitude can increase your joy. Is there anything that you're thinking about about expressing gratitude to another person? I'm wondering in a group context yeah. if there's anything that we can do over the next couple of weeks. I think in this the group the group context will be let's be sure that we're grateful that we understand that all we have is from Him. So mm. there's there's a research project where uh, it's actually a University of California professor that defined gratitude as you're really only thankful when you believe you have a gift of great value. So, hey, come on, Christians, mm-hmm. a gift of great value. Yeah. 
and it was given to you by someone and it cost them a lot. Interesting. So you're not grateful if, for example, if you think, man, I'm so grateful that I earned my promotion. Wow. Not grateful. Right. Because you're essentially you're thankful for yourself. Right. And that's, that's going to be a cycle that does not contribute to your joy. Mm-hmm. But according to this professor, if you believe that someone gave you a great gift and it cost them something, then you're grateful. Well, then who should be more grateful than Christians? That's exactly because right. Because the greatest gift we have cost him everything. Mm. And so that's... That's that's really the source of gratitude. That's so awesome. And then um, in the second week of the series, we have the Rooted Celebration, something at every one of our congregations. Yep. These are a high point of our year. Yep. In week two, we're going to talk about the one thing that destroys gratitude in your life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to give it away. Don't do it yet. Don't get, I mean, you'll have to be there. And then Rooted Celebration, which is going to be epic Yep. because we have... Man, I'm so grateful for all the people oh my gosh. in the community. Yeah, we have over 1,200 people right now Insane. across all campuses. That's a big number. That's, that's a lot of people. That I'm, is. I'm super grateful. I have a guy in my group. Sorry, I'm telling everybody this Just right now. I have a guy in my group that is telling us he's not he's not a believer. Last night we did Strongholds, <laughs> and uh, I had him praying in our group. Yeah. Just kind of, he was he was working through some stuff. And I thought, I might have pushed this guy a little bit too hard, but we'll see. He sent me an email this morning, and he's like, like can we get coffee next week? I want to. I got some questions for you. So I'm like, this guy's so, going to come to Jesus so next he week. He says he's not a believer? Yeah. That's, I love, I love, that's the fir- honestly, the first step to becoming a believer is realizing you're not a believer. That's exactly right. You know, first yep. step. All you need is need. That's all you need. It's going to be great. Um, and then the, the last week is the, the weekend before Thanksgiving. Yes. Weekend before Thanksgiving. We'll have a lot of fun. And then, gosh, it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> which means it's Christmas. And then it's Christmas. Which means it's the new year. <laughs> so we better get our gratitude going because without it we can we gonna we're not going to we're not going to have joy. That's so right. get our gratitude up. That's right. So so life group leaders what I would say is the weekends are going to be incredible. We are also entering into a season where I know that there are lots of people where the holidays bring up all kinds of emotions. Um, we have some things to help the people in your group. Our care and recovery team is working hard at creating some environments for that. Stay tuned. We'll share some more about that. Um, and as we approach the holidays, there's going to be a ton of fun things for your whole group, for the whole family. Looking forward to it. And then Christmas is just around the corner. So Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Awesome. I love hearing Eric and Jared have so much fun together as they really talk through how to set you guys up well. So hopefully here now, me and another um, co-host with me will actually talk through the specific questions for this week. So I want to introduce to you guys Liz Powers, our content pastor. Hi guys, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, we're so glad that you're with us, Liz. It's actually kind of a little ironic, right, that you and I are having this conversation because we work both so closely with those two individuals. I work with Jared day in, day out, helping make sure that all of discipleship is running smoothly and that groups are supported. And then you work with Eric, right? Yeah, exactly. So as content pastor, a lot of my role is working on our weekend content. So Eric's sermons are all of our teaching team, but I get to be in these in these manuscripts and sermon content um, week in and week out with him. So it's great to get to talk to you guys and hear how it's going um, in each of your groups and how, how God's using these things just to develop your groups. Yeah, 
I love it. Liz, I'm so grateful to have you and we can kind of talk through, but we really do represent so much of how we're trying to help you as life group leaders translate what you're experiencing on the weekend into some experiential and helpful, meaningful, rich discussions that continue this transformational process for all of us. So if you've noticed life group leaders, you've probably seen some changes to some of the content. We're working through so much stuff, trying to help ensure that it's the most successful for you. Um, and as we do that, you know, not only are we, you know, hoping that you'll follow along with us, but that you'll know where our heart is. And so um, even as Eric was just mentioning, you know, as he thinks about this sermon and what he hopes for the group is that you see God as the giver, that you can be thankful because you know that God has given all. And just like that, while he might not have fully touched on that in the sermon, you get an opportunity here in group to dive deeper into that. Right, Liz? That's great. Yeah. So what is the difference, Liz, a little bit between sermon-based content and kind of sermon-aligned content? Yeah, so or the series content that you guys are going to be going through as a life group is sermon-aligned content. So you guys are going to be digging deeper into that scripture that Eric taught from for this week, that First Chronicles scripture. And the reason that it's sermon-aligned is that um, it's not going to be regurgitating exactly what Eric taught on, but you are actually going to be taking a deeper look and maybe even a different angle conversation might go in a, in a different way than what you expected from the weekend, but we're hopeful that all of those things can be met, that you guys can come in with your thoughts from the sermon as well as taking a deeper look together at the scripture. Perfect. That's such a great explanation. Thanks so much for that, Liz. I hope that you guys, that leader, leaders, that's helpful to you as you kind of frame what this conversation will look like and what you can expect through it. So um, for this specific um, week one of the How to Be Grateful series um, is how to be great, uh, grateful in an ungrateful world. What are the things in this world that are really sending some cross messages to us? And also what is God's word saying to us and how can we live that out? So just initially, I just want to point out right from the top that this rhythm, the rooted rhythm that you'll really see stand out by the end of this discussion is worship. That we can worship God no matter where we're at and through worship we'll be in recognizing him as our giver that we will be able to be more grateful and hopefully ultimately more joyful. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So good. So good. So lean in. We love a little start out with a good lean in question. The first one says, share about a time in which you were a recipient of an unexpected act of kindness. How did you respond? If you were grateful, how did you express gratitude? What do you think that we'll see in the groups this week, Liz? Oh my gosh. I love this question because you kind of like, I, I kind of get welled up just even thinking about it. I mean, mm. normally for me, when I think about this, it's times that I haven't even been able to adequately or properly express my gratitude. Like there's nothing that I could really do to accurately repay them, which is a lot like our relationship with God. Like right. he's not asking us to repay him for these things. It actually, worship is our only response. So I, I love this question. Um, just for me, the, the response that I feel is, oh my gosh, I couldn't possibly express it to a person how grateful I am. Hmm. So I'm, I'm hopeful that you'll hear some of that out in your groups, but I don't know, what, what are you thinking is going to come up groups. Oh, I totally think that's true. I think someone who's already kind of had a conversation like this before will land actually right in that place. But there might be others that are a little confused, right? right? And I hate to use the word confused, but they're kind of like, 
oh, well, no one's ever done something that great. Or, or I didn't know what to say, so I just kind of, like, you know, struggled mm-hmm. through it. And that's actually because ex- they're ex- experiencing exactly what you're mentioning, which is I don't know how to respond, like, when I'm truly grateful. It's mm-hmm. I feel embarrassed or I feel like I owe them something. And mm-hmm. maybe some things can come out like that. Or maybe it's just thank you and a big hug and just be able to really um, acknowledge the different responses of everyone and allow, you know, uh, each other or allow the people of your group to hear from each other as different expressions of gratitude and not feel condemned or shamed that they maybe didn't have the best reaction or the, the right reaction. But hopefully as they learn, this this uh, discussion will help them see what is the right reaction, especially to the gratitude that we want to direct our um, direct towards the Lord. So yeah. Um, looking down at God's word, we're going to read this First Chronicles first. My gosh, First Chronicles is quite um, actually a really rich um, book from the Old Testament. And I know when you first hear Old Testament, some people and even maybe some leaders might feel adverse. But trust me, bear in on this. This is a beautiful, feels almost like a psalm the way that it reads. And we hope that it really jumps off the page to, to really um, help us see what is a right response to the gifts that we've been given by God. Um, So the first question here, what does David command that all God's people do? What does he especially emphasize through repetition in these verses? Why? um, And lastly, why is this important? What what do you think will really stick out to people here, Liz? That's great. I want to point out a couple of things with this look down section because for some of you that maybe aren't as comfortable in, in doing something like leading a Bible study, this might feel kind of intimidating because you're like, um, I don't know. What what does David command? And I want to just encourage all of you guys, take a deep breath and read over the scripture. And the answer is right there. It's like, it's observation. Get back to like your elementary days whenever you would read something and your teacher would ask you, you know, what are you seeing? That's that's what this question is asking. So what mm-hmm. what is he asking? What is David asking God's people to do? He's saying, give thanks. He's emphasizing this repetition of gratitude this discipline of gratitude Mm -hmm. and even worship Mm -hmm. yes and luckily from our team we actually give you a little bit of the answer here in the uh, leader note so when David urges people to seek after God we can see again and again that this is what the thing the Lord wants us to grasp so go ahead and um yeah read through that as you kind of um Uh, as you kind of orient yourself for this discussion. Yeah, and as it continues in this look down section too, Hmm. in the um, next section of of this little passage, um, I I just want to encourage you guys again. It's going to ask about making a list of the things that God did for the Israelites. Yeah. You might not have a ton of backlogged information on this. Yeah. And that's totally okay because, again, it's right there in that text. Beautiful. You can see those things right there. If, people, if you guys just want to call out the fact that, you know, right there in verse 15, remember his covenant forever, the promise he ordained for a thousand generations. We know in our simple terms of what God promised to them, that they would be his people, that he would be their God, and that he would love them. Like, it doesn't have to be deep, weighty, and theological. You don't have to look this kind of thing up. It's right there in the text. Yeah, I love that. And I even love in our two, you you mentioned making a list. That's the the second question here. But I also love in the second part of the second question, we get a why question, which kind of starts, that's where we start to interpret a little bit, right? So why do you think that David urged the people to remember 
And while you know the, the philosophy of no wrong answers might not 100% apply, I still think it's important to create a safe environment for your group to help them learn to interpret the scripture. So everybody, why do you think that David kept urging everyone to remember? What's the big deal with remembering, right? And that kind of conversation will you know help um, illuminate the, the goal of this discussion. And even in the leader note, we kind of call out to it as well um, um, pretty clearly. Yeah, pretty clearly. So as we move on um, to um, Hebrews verse, we have one more look down question here. Um, what do you learn about God's kingdom and our response to it from the passage? I love that we pull a little New Testament in here, right? Kind of helping see both the theologies here, the, the pre-Christ theology as well as as we're looking ahead. What other things you're kind of thinking we'll, we'll experience here in the Hebrews verse? Yeah, I mean, it, it's true. It does. It puts us in the story. I mean, a lot of, I think it's very challenging to understand our place whenever we're looking at things like the Old Testament. We are there, but especially for some, some newer believers in your group, I think that this passage is going to be really helpful in showing that it's where it says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Hmm. And that's, that is in, in context of a passage talking all about Jesus and what he accomplished for us on the cross. Good. So this kind of this part of the passage is going to be helpful for people understanding where we are now in That's this good. timeline of what we've been afforded. And oh my gosh, if you can think of nothing else in your life to be thankful for, you can be thankful that we're receiving this kingdom because of what Jesus Jesus accomplished for us. Amen. Amen. Come on. I love it. The Old Testament is relevant to us. The New Testament is relevant yes. to us. These are beautiful things, but uh, where we fit in the story is, you know, with we see it now that we are post-Jesus. Love that, Liz. That's so great. So, you know, kind of turning away from scripture a little bit, but looking out into the world to kind of say, what does the world do? And what, how does it work? How does scripture play out in the way that we live? We've got a couple questions here with Lookout. What is the difference between remembrance and nostalgia? This is kind of calling back to the, the second passage, um, uh, the second passage of, or the second half of First Chronicles. And can nostalgia lead to gratitude in the same way that remembrance can? Why or why not? I think this is a great question. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, I could see this going a lot of different ways in groups. So I, I really want to hear from you too, Kirby. I yeah. think that, um, what we can, we can talk about with this is nostalgia feels like, um, longing for the past. Yeah. And mm-hmm. remembrance is gratitude for the past. Nostalgia so is I want what I used to have. Mm-hmm. Whereas really as as followers of Jesus when we remember and yeah. we're grateful for what we what God has done for us in the past oh my gosh it can only point us to the future saying that same God is there he's there in my future and he's Ooh, still providing so for me and still accomplishing things for me Mm, that's so good. I, that is absolutely the value behind this question, right? Helping start to paint the picture of the differences in remembrance, but why do we remember, right? But coming back to that question, so why do you think that this scripture, you know, pointed us to this? I, I also, too, I've seen this in even my own group, you know, when people have laid down some sins in their lives, right, or surrendered parts of their old life, and sometimes they long for those things. And while that might be a human experience like nostalgia is, you know, what is a, a godly discipline? That's the act of remembrance. That's the act of worship. So these are things that we can replace in our lives. That, But we don't have to get to that just yet, right? So we're yeah. just kind of talking about the concepts here. But we are hoping you as leaders will, will kind of gain a sense of that. So second question, again, just kind of framing for the look-in, the more... Because um, once you say this word nostalgia, maybe that'll cue some people to start thinking about themselves a little bit. But 
Number two here for Lookout, um, how does being a grateful person give us an opportunity to share the hope of Christ with others? Ooh, love this, because we're already starting to think about how are we gonna, um, how is being grateful gonna change the way I live and is also gonna change the way I, I, uh, I move in the world around me? Yeah. Really good, really good. So that's actually a pretty good transition to look in. So we'll go ahead and move into, um, wow, how does how does this scripture, how does this, um, yeah, how does this discussion really start to play out in my heart and my life? Yeah, um, we've got where in your life is it easier to be thankful and where is it harder? What do you kind of what do you kind of see in here, Liz? Oh, this is just going to be amazing opportunity for your group to be vulnerable with each other and it's just good. sharing like. Man, I I hope that this is a time of encouragement for one another because you might see a bunch of similarities across your group and then there will be some people who it's super easy to be grateful in this one area, but it's harder for another person to be grateful in that same area. So Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful that this is actually going to be a really encouraging time where you can kind of come around one another and, and getting your perspective widened a little bit of your circumstance, I'm hoping will be really beneficial. I completely agree. And then it says, um, in light of today's study, what are some ways you can begin to cultivate gratitude? I mean, let's. these are the practical pieces, you know, mm-hmm. the things. And, you know, you want to shy away from being too advisory, right? You don't want to advise each other. But really, this is a look in, looking into myself, right? Yeah. What can I do to cultivate gratitude? Not what my husband do to cultivate gratitude right. or, or so on and so forth and additionally um for three spend time um as groups sharing some of the stories Ooh, stories here we go let's talk about what what are those things that you remember that you hold on to and when people in your group can't remember things they can point to where you have seen god grow so here's here's a way that you can share with others and encourage others without having to give advice is you share the story of how god showed up for you yeah exactly and honestly i think that that this is one of those practical ways is to share stories with one another and to encourage one another you know when I'm going through a hard time a person in my life group I hope is going to look to me and say Mm. remember don't you remember when God was faithful to you so this can this can also be a discipline this like a communal way a, a rhythm for you guys to practice gratitude absolutely and if you have someone in your group who is musically talented, let me tell you, after you are spending some time sharing stories, there is nothing better than strumming that guitar and starting to lift up your hands. So, or maybe you you just love to play the Spotify. Hit the play. Let's let's really devote ourselves. And there's so many ways that we can worship God beyond just music, but I really think that there will be um, a really intentional time, even if it's just the way that you close out in prayer, to really have a worshipful praise, um, praise experience at the end of your discussion today. So we love you guys. Sorry we're running a little late. I hope that you're able to grab some great nuggets from this and we're super excited to see how you can continue to be grateful for all that God has done for you.